Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. I am so, so pumped today to have Dr. Heidi Lovett on the program. Uh, She is also known as Doc Heidi Sunshine. She's an author, a triathlete, an ultra marathoner, a humanitarian, an ambassador for Black Girls Run, and so, so much more. Um, Heidi, I'm going to let you take it away and give a little more background before we get started with the questions. Well, that's exciting. That's who I am. Uh, a mom. I am now a new grandmare, which means grandmother in French, having um, the honor of being called Janelle Magnolia Anderson's grandmother for two months now. <laughs> I know, right? That's exciting. I just want to start out by saying how grateful I am to be here. And when you ask me the question about my favorite Bible verse, I keep thinking over and over to say, to whom much is given, much is required. Um, and that just rings true to my entire journey as a triathlete um, because I have been endowed, um, particularly with the gift of forgiveness. Um, now celebrating my first Thanksgiving without my parents, both my mother and my father have passed away and without my son. Um, and so my discipline in the sport of being a triathlete and an ultramarathoner um, goes back to that scripture verse, to be honest, and then thinking about what the vision of myself should look like moving forward now that I'm getting closer to 52. <laughs> um, and so thinking about that vision and how I can um, be the best version of myself and then also continue to spread light um, to women who are in their spaces, and particularly women who are juggling careers and parenting and parenting their parents. Um, That is a lot to have to do because you first start sacrificing yourself and the time you spend on yourself just to keep everything going instead of vice versa, meaning refocusing on yourself so that you're a better version and a healthier version of yourself so that you can help others. So I'm excited. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you might have heard me get choked up a little bit because (laughs) I can't even talk about it. That verse has been on my mind lately, too. And I feel like it's always um, it's always a goal to try to be worthy of the blessings in this life um, and to live up to our true calling. And, um, you know, I read another quote the other day. And um, it kind of came, flowed out of this one. It's not a Bible verse, but it's just a, it's a prayer really. And it's, Lord, give me the boldness to be who you've called me to be, to live a life completely surrendered. So it's Christ that the world sees in me. Um, and <laughs> when you, when you cited that, that Bible verse, Heidi, I know this interview is meant to be, so thanks for coming <laughs> on today. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about this conversation. Um, I want to pick up on something you just said, and then we'll get um, a little more into some of my normal questions, but I do agree that sometimes, especially women and moms, we, we end up sacrificing the time that we can spend on making ourselves stronger and better and more spiritual 
spiritually fulfilled because we're taking care of so many and so many people and so many things. And it, it, it is, it's a balance and it's, it's hard to, it's hard sometimes to make the time that it, that it takes to take care of our spiritual, um, emotional, physical well-being. Would you agree? Oh, 100%. How can we fulfill other people's dreams? And how can we make their lives perfect? And that really is a burden that we should not take on because life is not perfect. Um, and dreams and goals change. And we wear ourselves out in that effort of trying to make everybody's lives perfect. And so if there's a way that a woman or even any human could walk away from this conversation to say, you know what, I owe myself 15 minutes or I owe myself 15 more minutes of me time to um, think about what I want to do and think about who I want to be. They will then make themselves better and make the space that they live in healthier. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, I think it's important to mention, too, that sometimes there's a lot of guilt associated with us. You know, we feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. Um, but ultimately, it, it it improves the way that we show up in all aspects of our lives. So I think we got to drop the guilt and take the time to nurture ourselves um, so that we can go out there and be the person that God has called us to be. Um so I love that. And I want to hear a little bit more from you, Heidi, about your own personal journey and the things that have brought you to where you are today and this awareness of the importance of, you know, working on or devoting time to ourselves so that we can be the best person we can be. And also, you know, where you're at and your per personal and professional life. So excitingly enough, this is my 10th year as a triathlete. <laughs> yeah. So in 2012, I completed my first triathlon as a swimmer on the relay um, and literally fell in love with the sport, met my first teammates, the Steel Magnolas, which is my home tri club in New Orleans, Louisiana. And they said, we've got to have you on our team. And it was phenomenal because I was never an athlete in school in high school, tried out for the chitlin team twice and did not make it twice. <laughs> um, and so navigated college as a scholar, navigated my graduate work as a scholar, um, got married, had two kids. And then in 2016, my son was murdered and I took a loss and a complete setback, both in my personal space as I was going through a divorce, both in my physical space as my weight migrated from 149 to 221, which was the highest I'd ever been, um, and took a sabbatical from professional life. Um, as a tenured college professor of mathematics, it was I took time out um, because I didn't know how to process such, gra such a grave loss. Um, and it was maybe within nine months, my teammates came over, I volunteered to have a meeting at my house, and they came over and they said, we miss you and we need you back. And those words were powerful. I went back to practice, went back to the pool, went to um, get a nutritionist um, and started to lose the weight. And then also started to go to uh, mental health counseling because in that space, both as an African-American woman and as a gun violence survivor, I needed some professional help. Um, and that was probably the, I want to say a win-win 
for me and everybody around me because at that point I had to recognize and tell folks I'm healing and I can't help you. I've got to learn to heal and in the space where I am, I just can't pour into you at this time. And I had never done that before. I had been going and going and saying yes um, to a lot of things, sorority life, to home life, and literally just had to take a seat back and learn to prioritize what was most important. Um, and so then I moved forward and started to compete solo, um, became first and second in my age group. Um, of course, we had a pandemic, became an ultra marathoner after I said I wouldn't. Amazing, <laughs> so, amazing. Uh, right. I ran 31 miles and was like, huh, okay. Um, signed up for an Ironman the first time in 2018 and took a DNF, which was didn't, do not finish. Jumped in Lake Poncha train and said, nope, I'm going home. <laughs> um, turn around this, <laughs> no, right? Turn around this year. Got on another relay with the Iron Man Foundation, and we finished, and it was the most exhilarating feeling to recover. So four years down the road now, I actually have an Iron Man medal um, from uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And so now I'm on a journey literally to compete for the first time in um, the Senior Olympics in Pittsburgh in 2023. And so from my journey of actually recognizing myself as an athlete. Um, one of the programs that I came across was a training with your organization where I actually connected with women around the world who were having those same struggles. Um, I think we were being too hard on ourselves and we weren't ready to shift our goals in terms of what could be possible and realistic. Um, and actually incorporating um, rehab into my daily routine of stretching and stretching my body and doing that on purpose really became a way of life just as an athlete. And so now here we are moving through a pandemic and what am I doing next? The next year I'm competing in the Garmin Triathlon uh, in Paris, France. Ah, so um, amazing. <laughs> listen, and everybody is welcome to come. <laughs> it is going to be one of those epic moments that um, I'm also turning into a college tour and inviting parents and kids to just get outside of their space. And so I'm actually going to take a group of young people from all across the country on a college tour in January. Um, and then that June, we'll have another college tour at the Sorbonne University. And so it really means in the space where I'm moving to continue to invite others outside of their box, where we have um, mothers who do not allow their daughters to swim because they don't want them to experience all of the, some of the things that come along with swimming as a woman, as a girl. And I'm saying to moms, but swimming is great. It heals the body. It feels wonderful. It raises self-confidence. Um, and so that part is still lingering and nudging at my heart and tugging at my emotion because we still need more girls to swim. Um, in particular, we still need more uh, Black children to learn how to swim as they continue to outnumber their counterparts in drowning deaths um, across all 50 states. And so just for me, I'm going to be really passionate and outspoken about getting more Black kids swim lessons and getting them to swim, 
getting them involved in swim practice as I'm a USA certified coach. Um, and then really saying um, to those who are around me to just join me in this journey. So those folks who don't want to swim, bike, and run in Paris, they could just come. <laughs> <laughs> they could just come. Just come to Paris if you've never been. It's a real eye-opener for parents who have never thought about leaving the United States, uh, who have never thought about getting a passport. Um, but I think that's what we need in terms of our young people moving in their potential and in their space to think of themselves as global citizens. And what can they do right in the circle where they are and then how they're going to impact the world. And I wanna be a part of that change that continues to give young people those opportunities to be outside of their comfort zone, to meet other young people from around the world who think like them, who want to discover what world what the world looks like and what the world should be when we all live together. Yeah. Heidi, I am smiling ear to ear. I mean, just everything coming out of your mouth right now. So powerful. And, and you're making such an impact. And I love how you say invite others outside of their box and the things that you're doing to do that. I mean, it's amazing. Um, I also think just telling your story of, you know, not giving up and finally going on to get that Ironman medal. Um, is incredible. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, so incredible. Um, and I want to go back to talk just a little bit about your son. But first, since we're on on the conversation about movement and um, triathlons and swimming and just the power that movement can have in our lives, I want to speak a little bit to anyone who's listening right now who feels unwelcome in in the you know health and wellness space or afraid or stuck. Um, what would you say to them, Heidi, if they know they need to get moving, but they are feeling some kind of a barrier? Tell, talk a little bit about the power of movement and what it can do for us. So two things I would ask them to do. Um, first, I would ask them to forgive themselves. Um, I've met a lot of women in particular who have had one water trauma. Um, either they were pushed in the pool by dad or boyfriend or spouse or they fell in and they have not recovered from their water trauma. Um, and so I encourage them, one, to get counseling for water trauma because it is real. And then also to get coached or professional swim lessons. And I also tell them, reach out to me. Just you give me a buzz or shoot me a text, an email, Facebook message or whatever it is. Because sometimes in that space, they are overthinking what it really looks like. Um, I had a conversation with a woman who had a double mastectomy, and she wanted a wetsuit. And I told her, that's fine. No one needs, you know, no one needs to know. She can have a wetsuit. Um, and she said that when she went to the pool, all she did was get in at the shallow in and got out and she was pleased and we celebrated Aww. and she just cried because she didn't have anyone in her space who knew anything about swimming she didn't have anyone in her immediate circle who was encouraging her to swim um but she knew she wanted to make a lifestyle difference for herself and so now she's actually preparing to participate for the first time next year in senior olympics where she's located and she's located in iowa and so that kind of space where um 
a lot of people have heard something negative about swimming or going to the pool, but we've got to be very clear that we don't normalize ourselves because what other people look like. And so where clearly it is, you know, well known that sometimes you're in a space and someone may say something snide or say an ugly remark and you've got to move past that to be in that space to say that you belong there and then keep showing up. And then there's some instances where I've had to email different personnel because people were saying inappropriate things. I will gladly send that email, have that conversation where um, people just need some help and support. And so when you show up, remember you're gonna show up for yourself. And if you need somebody to just pat you on the back and say, job well done, and when are you going again? I want to be that kind of person to do that because it does take a lot of courage. We often forget and we kind of assume that it comes natural, but it really does take a lot of courage to invest in yourself, um, to get into a space where you're swimming or where you're running where you're walking, where you're weightlifting, whatever your movement looks like to you, yoga, it does take courage to show up in that space, find a way to enjoy it and eat, and then keep going back. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, I, I often ask on the podcast, um, you know, my guests, their definition of courage. And I think you just said it perfectly. The courage is showing up for yourself and, and, and moving past the, sometimes the world is ugly and people are ugly and you got to move past it. Um, and, and continue showing up for yourself on a daily basis. I love all that, Heidi. If someone does want to reach out to you, do you want to tell them how to do that? Oh, sure. My email address is Dr. Heidi Lovett, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-E-I-D-I-L-O-V-E-T-T at yahoo.com. Or they can call me. My phone number is area code 314-489-3312. And you know that word courage, we often have to use it as a badge of honor to say this is what we deserve. And then to celebrate even the small wins. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I, I need to get it together before I speak, but I agree. Um, do use it as a badge of honor. Anyone out there listening, we believe in you. Heidi believes in you. I've never had anyone come on the podcast and give their phone number. That is how much she cares. <laughs> you are amazing. I mean, truly. Um, I want to just add on there too. Heidi mentioned that she and I met each other because she was a participant in ARC, Active Resolute Connected. We are a nonprofit and we do offer free um, a free program. It's eight weeks and you get a running coach, individualized physical therapy, mindfulness training, and a mentor. Um, and I invite anyone who's interested in that aspect of movement to check us out at activeresoluteconnected.com. Um, and so, yeah, let's move forward a little bit more. I, I, I wanted you to come on and spread your light. And I know that this time of year sometimes can be a dark one for people and it can be really hard. And I know that you've experienced great loss, Heidi, as you shared with us um, uh, and with the loss of your son. And I know that there is no way, there is no one way through grief. I know that, you know, we all are going to experience things differently, but I also know having lost my mom at a young age that together we're stronger and putting the message out that no one is alone is important. Um, What else would you add to that, Heidi? So in our loss, 
we have to um, then reflect on how short life is, right? And so life is short, and what are we putting off that we don't think that we deserve, that we really could start doing today? So for one woman, it may look like she wanted a red dress. Okay, now is the season during the holidays <laughs> to get a red dress because that can be a part of the memory. Um, for a guy who has lost his mom or lost his wife or lost his daughter, that could be um, moving or having dinner at the favorite restaurant, but inviting some new friends. Um, for the grandpa who has lost his grandson, that may look like sharing donuts with the team, even though his favorite baseball player isn't there anymore. And so our memories that we make, um, we can make them whatever we want them to look like. Certainly in the loss of our son, we created a scholarship and funded about $12,000 worth of scholarships to three young men to finish college. And that was significant for us because he was murdered uh, at the age of 20. And so immediately for us, it was how can we pour into some other young men um, now that he is gone. And those three young men have all graduated from college. For someone else who have perhaps have lost a wife um, or who has lost a sibling and they have never grieved through the process, today might be the day they really want to dial and get some help. Um, just because the signs of depression and grief and loss are different for everybody, and the way it manifests itself is different for everybody. And certainly what we know um, is that if you go too long, it gets compounded and very difficult, but it's not, you're not at the end. And so in encouraging someone, and so a lot of people will say, oh, but you seem so happy and so successful. Well, I've worked at this happiness. <laughs> this, is, this happiness has taken some work. It has definitely come with, Lots of Kleenex boxes, lots of tears, lots of I'm going to change my mind today. And that's probably where a lot of people might think they want to just keep going. But you may just have to tell somebody, you know what, I changed my mind because I don't want to do that anymore. Either, either it's a career change, either it's a tradition you've always done or a space that you're in and you don't want to be in that space anymore just know that it is okay to say, you know what, I changed my mind, I'm going in a different direction. That decision I've made on several major projects literally relieved myself <laughs> of a lot of sadness um, and just pressure that I put on myself that nobody was aware of. And I do believe that every relationship, every parent relationship is different. And so the way we grieve our mothers is totally different than our fathers, it's totally different from our children and our spouses. And it doesn't have to be public and you don't have to explain it to anybody. Um, but just know that the journey that you're on, um, if you ever feel like you just need some rest, take a time out to get some help, that that's good. Make those appointments for yourself to invest in yourself. That's right. Such amazing advice and really poignant for anyone out there right now who 
who feels burdened by loss. Um, and I hope these words are going to fall on someone who needs it right now, Heidi. And, you know, what, I, what I'm hearing, too, from you is just reminding people that you can rise up from anything. You know, you're not stuck um, and you have choices. You can fill your mind with new thoughts. You can create new habits or try new things. Um, and you can decide that today's the day that you're going to make a change if you're if you're feeling stuck or despairing or feeling alone. But Heidi and I are here to tell you you're not alone. You're not alone. Um, so Heidi, as we move towards wrapping up, thank you so much for your all your amazing insight. I'm going to give you the opportunity if you have any other words of encouragement that you want to put out there for um, anyone who's listening today. Well. I want to say um, that we're in a space of we. Uh, we meet being plural, you and I, um, for folks to consider themselves in a space where they're not alone, um, for folks to consider being in a new space for 2023 and what that looks like and do something they've never done before and then celebrate the small wins so that as they build in towards their success, sometimes there's a setback, but it's okay. <laughs> that setback always sets you up for something greater. And so they would know and learn um, from my journey that um, there are some setbacks. I will never forget having competed and placed first in a 500-yard freestyle in my age group in Missouri uh, the woman said, you're the only black person here. <laughs> and I said, I said, well, thank you. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I said, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what else to say other than to be polite. Um, but certainly when I finished um, and then came in first place, I felt a sense of accomplishment and gratitude um, because I felt like uh, I belong there, and I felt like winning was just a part of my responsibility to show up and not quit. And certainly at that moment when they recognized me, I was like, well, I could go home, but I have I drove two hours to nowhere <laughs> to compete. And I was like, how dare me not compete at this point? And so even as I um, close and think about the holidays and how grateful I am, I just want to, um, again, thank you for allowing me to share my experiences. Um, certainly, I do want to um, let folks know that it's uh, the, the, the life is a journey and it's not over. And so whatever age you decide to pick up your uh, mantle of health, that's a good day to pick it up and just make it your best effort that you can. Yeah, such positive words. And I'm so grateful that you came on to spread this message of light and and reach out across the airwaves here and hopefully lift someone up. I know you did, Heidi. Um, and I want to close with a verse that's on my mind, um, and especially after this conversation today. And that's two are better than one, for if they fall, one will lift up the other. So... I thank you for lifting me up today, Heidi. And hopefully, listeners, you feel lifted too. You know, Heidi gave you so much good insight. But, you know, one that I'm going to leave you with is to, uh, you know, 
in, invite others and yourself to, to get outside of your box. Try something new. Show up for yourself. Remember, life is short. Use your courage as a badge of honor. Um, and Heidi, thanks again so much for being here. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you, listeners. We believe in you. Let's lift each other up. Connected. We can rise.